0: Hello,
1: hello, Zach.
0: <laughs> Dude, what's going on, man? You're live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation Fucking Radio.
1: Awesome, glad to be here. Yeah, all good, mate. um It's actually four a.m. here in the Netherlands.
0: Four a.m. So, um, Holy shit!
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you're. To... But uh, I've actually got up, so I'm um, cup of tea and ready to
0: go. Right on, man. I don't know why I thought you guys were in the UK.
1: Yeah, the other two dudes are um, <laughs> oh, Peter okay. and Carl. They're in the UK. Um, I, I'm living in the Netherlands currently. I'm actually moving back to the UK at uh, Christmas. So, um, so yeah, we're all, we're all over the place.
0: Right on, man. Is everybody uh, is everybody on here right now, or is it just you? Peter hey. just
1: joined. Um, Carl, Carl can't find the link for some reason. Gremlin's in the system.
0: Weird. All right, but we got we got two out of three, right? what was that sound
1: (laughs) it's a secret disco fan he's got some um carl's calling me now
0: holy fuck yeah all right so so uh, so tell us man what's going on in the world of the shite hawks
1: yes yeah, so um, we've just got uh, our latest dp streets of rage uh, dropped yesterday um it was on the tails of a couple of singles we put out from from the record um yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a five track five proper tracks with one, one kind of bridge track in there um it's it's a kind of hybrid of, of thrash hardcore uh, rap core um, kind, kind of, kind of tells tales of uh, you know social commentary and and, and 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 good stuff like that. It's um, yeah, it's it's a it's a kind of, it's a tour de force of spin kicks and and and, and huge riffs, in our opinion.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, man! I fucking love it, dude. Fucking this shit is jamming, man.
1: Awesome. Glad you like it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It makes you want to get up and fucking break shit, man. That's the point, man. I'm glad that's um
1: <laughs> done right there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so uh, so so tell us about the uh, well tell us like first about your history you know like how how long have you guys been doing this and uh, exactly how did you get started
1: so we've known each other since we were kids we all grew up together actually Um, so so we uh, we were in bands previous to this one years and years ago and then we kind of had a big hiatus or all did different things for for maybe 10 years and then I went traveling with with my wife in 2016 um, and bought a little travel guitar Kind of got the mojo back, wrote a couple of songs on the road. Uh, hit the boys up when I got back and said, hey, do you want to take these into the studio? And back then it was just real real punky, real stripped back. Um, not, not too technical, just just really about making a noise. And at, at that point, no real aspirations to be a band. We just, um, we just wanted to get in and have some fun together. Around about that time, Carl, um, he's the, the, the MC, the other vocalist. His, his, his uh, dad passed away. Um, he wasn't really in the equation at that point. We, we just got him down to get his mind off the situation yeah. and um carl's import was with the rap vocals really changed the dynamic so we uh we wrote we, we some more songs together again really just having fun um just just making noise and slowly but surely we started to get our sound started to get momentum um and really just started to form the sound of the shite and again it's a massive emphasis on fun but now now we've got a kind of coherent move movement we were really happy to just Keep making music, and this this record we think it's probably um, it's our second EP. It's, it's a bit more um, collaborative. It's, you know, it's it's uh, it's it, everyone's written on this one. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's it's a record we're, we're proud of, and you know, we're looking to push it out there now. Hence, <laughs> so we're on a brilliant radio show like yours, mate. Hell
0: <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. uh The name, the Shitehawks, Hawks. How did you come? How did you come up with that? Mm-hmm. Is there a story behind that?
1: it's a it's a i'm half irish my dad was from tipperary and um it's in birmingham in england there's a a big population of second generation irish and um it's a a, a birmingham irish term meaning a bit of an idiot um useless chap (laughs) shy talk so we're, we're again with the big emphasis on fun when we thought about naming this we, I suggested the Shite Hawks and, and the boys all loved it okay. and uh, I, I tried to change it after that but no, no everyone was kind of you know stuck on it by that point so yeah it's it's a Birmingham Irish slang
0: oh that's cool man that's cool it's kind of like uh kind of like the dirty rotten uh imbeciles
1: exactly yeah that kind of thing
0: <laughs> fuck yeah man uh can you tell us a little bit about your uh, influences like what got you into playing fucking music
1: do you, do you want to talk Pete I'm hugging this <laughs>
2: Yeah, can, can you hear me? Yeah, man, we can yeah. hear you. Oh, right, okay, that's great. Um, yeah, I could just... It's all right, I've, I've lost uh, the video, but I was wondering if I was still here or not. <laughs> um, yeah, music influences. Um, personally, or ju- just as a band? Cl- um, Both. Probably for, for myself, obviously, inspirations come from the metal god Cliff Burton. Um, anything from that era really of kind of like thrash metal bass guitarists. Um, but also, you know, my style is quite, quite broad and it, it can come from like, you know, anything from rock and roll to like jazz, you know, funk, any, anything from Justin Chancellor from Tall, anything like that. So you, you'll hear in the EP like certain styles of, you know, bass guitar. There'll be a bit of slap bass in there. There'll be time changes, you know, uncommon time time signatures you know and different patterns and whatnot
1: um yeah and as a band zach we've got you know we have got pete's alluded to there but kind of thrash was the thrash, thrash metal was kind of like the blueprint for the short hawks um those kind of riffs but we've got like loads of different influences like you know in our yeah. formative years new metal was really the sound in our first band that that really that that was our that was our era and the good bands like deftones and when corn you know early corn Uh, Slipknot, all that kind of stuff was influenced. But then, you know, growing up in in my house as a kid, in the 80s, you know, the the TV would go off on a Sunday and we'd just put the record player on. It was actually a record player my parents would put on. Then there'd be like the top 40 countdown. So, 80s pop music was a massive influence on us growing up as well. Annie Lennox, like, you know, Depeche Mode, all mad stuff like that. I grew up on Thin Lizzy, like Thin Lizzy was guarding our house. Um, Massive, like, you know, a real, real eclectic mix of sounds. Um, and and with, even with the Shitehawks now, we've got you know obviously with the rap vocals. If, if Carl could get on the call, I'm sure we'd be able to explain a lot of the uh, the hip hop and kind of grime influences. But uh, even like UK grime, because we, we split the vocals. If you listen to the music, you'll hear like Carl's rapping and, and my kind of punky vocals. Even my punky vocals are really influenced by UK grime in terms of uh, the, the the phrasing and the cadences. I'm really influenced by those guys and the kind of uh, staccato and um like you know rhythmic way they use the vocals it really influences me so yeah we've got um, you know a real mixed bag of sounds that influence the shite hawks
0: hell yeah yeah i can definitely tell i can hear a lot of different uh different sounds and things going on in it but definitely for sure i'd say that thrash is like at the forefront of it
1: 100 percent. that's that's kind of the spine glues it all together
0: oh yeah I got some questions for you uh coming in from the listeners in the chat room uh lady red wants to know how many instruments can you play
1: i can play two instruments guitar and drums
2: um i can probably play two instruments guitar bass guitar comfortably um can't play drums that much to be honest with you can do a few backing vocals and whatnot um yeah, I can, I, can, I, can, I can play the triangle. And that's about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Uh, another question: JMCT wants to know what's your favorite drink?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I'll tell you what. I'm actually there's a beer here in the Netherlands. Um, it's an Amsterdam brew. It's a. I need to get the name of it. One
0: second, I'll get I'll get the beer. Hold the thought. <laughs> what about you man what's your favorite drink
2: oh, you just, well for, Kieran, Kieran hates me fruit but I just, I just, I just like the standard
1: points of carling that will do me I can't believe he's saying this on, on air on a radio show I mean that's like the guilt it's like you know it's like piss essentially <laughs> it's a really really bad beer but um yeah that's, I suppose that's bass players for you. I don't know if you can see that one, Zach, from on the video. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this, actually. I don't know if you can see it. This is Amsterdam's finest. I'm going to take like three or four cases of this home with me um, for Christmas. It's 6.5%, so it's got a kick. But um, what, what a beautiful beer that is. Yeah. European beer, guys. That's what you need to be drinking.
0: Hell yeah, man. Another question for you, Uh, JMCT also wants to know: What's the craziest thing you've seen while uh, while you're on stage?
1: That is that is a good question. Um, I don't know. I I don't know, Pete. Maybe maybe you 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 played some uh, some pretty gnarly pubs back in the day, didn't
2: you? Uh yeah, I've played a few shows here and there. I mean, we've had a few where there's been fights kicking off in front, and we've just carried on playing. Uh, there's been glasses thrown
1: and whatnot and, you know, people getting covered in alcohol and... In and, fact, yeah. Peter, do you remember that one? Um, we played Camden Underworld in our band, Harpies, a band that we were in, in called, called Harpies back in the uh, mid-2000s. And a kid got sick in the circle pit and, like, sprayed everyone with sick. Yeah. Puke. <laughs> that was pretty gnarly. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I Also, um, I do, I do remember... Been in that band years ago as well. The female vocalist, Nikki who who done some backing vocals on the new stuff. Um, first song into the set, her, her air got caught. A dread, the dreads got caught in, in in the machine head on my bass, and I was trying to manoeuvre around. And for about six songs, her <laughs> air was caught <laughs> in my guitar. So I was just moving. When she moved, I was moving with her, and it, it, oh, it was it was just madness. Eventually, I. Uh, oh a nut it all at the end when we had finished but it was a bit embarrassing
0: <laughs> for six songs yeah <laughs> oh fuck man that's fucking intense dude it is yeah could only, i can only imagine what that looked like i know yeah <laughs> <Total>. <laughs> all right uh, another question for you uh have you ever played in canada
1: Mm-hmm. that's no. a flat note <laughs> we'd love to play in Canada um, you know up in the Rockies that'd be awesome
0: another question
1: maybe someone can set us a gig up Zach we'll come and play is that an invitation?
0: oh hell yeah man I'm, I'm sure uh, we got a lot of fucking people in here from Canada as a matter of fact man I'm sure uh, I'm sure they'd love to have you dude if
1: someone can uh, can set it up We'll be on the first flight out there <laughs> we'll, we'll see what <laughs> we can do man and if we can't do it we'll just blame the pandemic <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking, fucking covid win-win uh sp- fucking COVID. speaking of covid man uh, like how how have you guys been uh, holding up during this whole pandemic thing how has it affected you guys
1: well in, in, it's i suppose it's, it's a bit different for both of us because we've i lived in the netherlands throughout the whole thing and people's in the uk but in the netherlands it was cool for a long time there was no real massive restrictions it's kind of typically dutch just treat the people with respect and kind of give them the uh the opportunity to look after themselves and be respectful and that's the way it was for a long time when it first kicked off there was none of that super supermarket craziness people were just very respectful of each other and there was no real restriction on how, how often you could leave the house so if you wanted to go running or do your exercise or whatever it was all right it was cool um, and then just recently, I suppose with the, with the second kind of wave, the second lockdown, it's a little bit more intense. But, um, but it's been okay. You know, you you adapt, don't you? You find ways of communicating with people, and you know, it's all about keeping positive, Zach, isn't it? You know, we, we, we're a, you know human beings are versatile. We we can overcome anything. So it's it's actually really focused us in terms of how how we how we get our output how. how um, how, how we put music and and our, and our, our stuff out there because we, we shot a video for Centipedes, which was the first single off this record. Um, we've we've got a really good guy we work with called Tom Wagstaff who put together um, the Streets of Rage video and the Centipedes video, both really really interesting pieces of work. And uh, we shot a video to Centipedes, all on our phones, all separately inside our houses. Um, we, we and then we sent him the the footage and he kind of put it all together and glued it glued it together and. and Put together a really really cool piece of piece of work so we kind of just went with covid you know we didn't let it stop us we just adapted with it and you know we, we still managed to put a record out so yeah we, we're, we're pretty okay
0: oh yeah man hey you, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do man
1: that's it 100
0: uh let me see here i got another question from the listeners in the chat room uh, who is your favorite singer
1: Ooh. Go on, Pete. You go.
0: Um, I
2: reckon for for me, uh, probably Phil Anselmo. It's
1: got to be stage presence, the raw, everything. He's got it. Yeah, I'm a big Anselmo fan. Some some questionable shit he's been <laughs> he's done off stage and on stage, but he's he's, a, he's one hell of a front man What an influence, yeah. I'd maybe go with Phil. But then Chris Cornell in, 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 his, in his prime. Oh, yeah. Where, where fell on Black Days, that, that, that shit yeah. still sends chills at my spine. Maybe Chris Cornell or Lanes Staley for me.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another question, uh, Thunderous wants to know, what band would you love to tour with live if you could if you could tour with anybody?
1: That's a really good question. Um, I, th- I think, for me, I'd, I'd, I'd love to tour with every time I die. Um, just just love that band. I think uh, there's there's not many bands who who can really play like real kind of bluesy, like the real bluesy rock and roll that heavy. You know, every time I die, I've got real groove. Um, and I think they'd just be an awesome band to play with. That'd that'd be my choice. Yeah, how about you, Pete? Um, Probably
2: one of the hardcore bands, you know. Probably I don't know. Probably I don't know. Terror. Maybe going back back to cromax or something like that. That that might be good. Yeah,
0: I'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that new Terror record is fucking awesome, man.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, they're not slowing down, are they?
0: Fuck no, no. man. <laughs> Another question for you. Uh, Later, Ed wants to know: Do you have any crazy on the road stories?
1: Um, I mean, it's you know, it's been it's been a long time since we played live. Um, like, like I said, the Shitehawks, as we've actually never played a gig with the Shitehawks. Um we, we formed it back in 2017 and just kind of doing some studio stuff. And the planned live assault for this year, of course, got got shelved because of COVID. But um, in previous bands, I think uh, just I remember playing a gig in Sconthorpe where uh the the first gig we played with the the aforementioned band harpies who we joined we were all going places at at the time was at camden Underworld for a thousand kids which was awesome the very next gig we played was about 40 people in this really rough council estate in a place called sconthorpe in 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 northern england and uh they had like a a boxing ring in the in the pub underneath downstairs so any locals who had a problem they went downstairs to sort it out um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a gnarly pub. Uh, there was people get. I mean, there was, like Pete said earlier on, there was fights happening while we were playing. Um, yeah. There's something called it's pretty it's pretty horrible. But there's a have you heard of glassing, Zach? Someone got you know someone got glassed. Um, it means when someone gets like basically attacked with a, with, a, with a glass. Um, only in the UK is that a verb. You <laughs> 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 saw someone tr- you know trying to glass somebody. So um, yeah, that's about as gnarly as it gets for me. Yeah, so, I so while
0: you while you guys were playing, you could see them fighting.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we, you know, maybe it was the, the the you know the performance. I don't know. You know, maybe <laughs> we're a bit more engaging. We without had the attention of the audience. wouldn't be attacking each other. But hey ho.
0: <laughs> Do you feel like it uh it affected your performance in any way? Did it like uh, make you guys, I don't know, play harder or did you?
1: You know what? Like where where we grew up in Birmingham, it was pretty much par for the course in, in some of the boozers that we uh, we got used to growing up. So I don't really think it affected us that much. It was almost like you know, hey ho, the show must go on. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Here we go again.
0: <laughs> Not this again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! That's hardcore. Yeah. Uh, another question, Lady Red wants to know: What do you prefer, uh, bubble baths or showers?
1: it's a bubble bath all day long for me after a hard day kick those boots off um get to light, light some candles some scented candles put some Enya on the stereo <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah bubble bath for me
2: yeah bubble bath bubble bath for me as well yeah we getting to that age now where you just want to just relax in the bath can't be asked with standing up
0: <laughs> she also wants to know uh, what do you uh, what do you wear? Boxers or briefs?
1: I wear a thong, crotchless thong. <laughs> can't go can't go wrong
0: with that. Yeah, I, I don't
2: wear underwear, sir. So.
0: <laughs> crotchless thong? <laughs> what the <Skip> fuck? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, man! all the way well, uh, as far as uh, as far as these songs on the record, uh, what how can you exp- uh, describe the uh, lyrical content?
1: It's, it's, a, it's quite interesting, so it's it's a real mixed bag, so so lyrically like ordinarily I'll kind of demos I'll, I'll demo the track and um i'll I'll kick off the kind of the direction. And my vocals are really abstract, kind of almost fantastical, um kind of ghouls and goblins fair, and Carl's very much social commentary. Uh, quite quite political, um, and it's a, it's a it's a real mixed bag. Like centipedes is about the grip that the tech giants have on, on on the unwitting. So um, it's almost it's like a a guy I was working with was talking about a guy that we both both knew, and he said, "Uh, I was talking about this guy saying yeah he's cool,' isn't it?" He? He's like, "Yeah, he's he's all right, but he's 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 always looking for the soft spot." Meaning, you know, he's, he's cool with you, but he's kind of prodding probing and probing, looking for a, a way in to kind of exploit. Mm-hmm. And then got me thinking about a documentary seen, I'd, I'd, I'd watched on Centipedes, where they kind of get hold of their prey and they can have something really, really, you know, tough, like an, an army beetle, But they will basically wrap themselves around it and prod and probe, and they'll find that way in, and then they'll extract the vitality from it. Which is kind of the way we look at social media, uh, the way it's kind of... People don't even know how obsessed they are with it. They're giving their lives away to it. Um, you know the whole the whole like you know the the whole pop- popular culture the, the whole the whole thing of like likes and the class system it creates. Mm-hmm. And again, we're not we're not judging. We're just observing. You know, we're not, we're not kind of uh, judging anybody who maybe lives their life on social media. That's up to them. But um, it's just a kind of observation stuff. Um, and the streets of rage is, is is about it's about kind of. Uh, the hardships that immigrants face in in foreign lands um my, my heritage being irish and and carl's heritage being uh, his, his grandfather was from montserrat right. um in the west indies talking about the kind of hardships they faced when they first came to the uk um and uh, yeah and then like compass kind of kind of treads that path again of um kind of the consequences of 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 what we're doing to, to the planet and um yeah, i suppose it's it's kind of talking about there's a reckoning coming whether, whether you, if, if you're religious or whether you're scientific whichever way you slice it the information c- appears to point to um if, if we don't start looking after ourselves each other and our environment we're going to we're going to be in a bit of a pickle quite soon so it's it's a mixed bag all different kinds of ideas um and like i say it's good carl and myself kind of we uh we complement each other quite well we feel in in that, in that the lyrics Quite, quite, quite different, but they always coheed together. That's not even a word, coheed, co- is it? I'm pretty um, tired at <laughs> 4 o'clock in the morning. This caffeine hasn't kicked in yet.
0: <laughs> no, uh, I, Yeah, I, I I totally understand what you mean, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw that documentary on Netflix about social media. I can't remember the name of it exactly, but uh, it was recently... Um. That was fucked up, man. Like after watching that, i was like, holy shit, man. You know, like yeah, really, it makes you think. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Fucking. uh Yeah,
1: a hundred percent.
0: Facebook and Twitter and all that shit, man. Like, just, just, it's ridiculous.
1: It, it really is, and it kind of goes past that now. We've, we've, have Spotify, and I mean, even, even for example, now get, getting our music heard. So I don't know if you've heard of Submit Hub. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a it's a cool platform, you know, it's got its detractors and there's certainly some people on there who aren't shooting straight You've got other bands on there as soon as they see your music start to chart They have charts on there for, for popularity. You can put your music into something called hot or not and um, We had for example, we put we put Streets of Rage on there um, when the single came out a few weeks ago uh, And there was it's not it's not actually a single it's just a video When that video dropped last week I'll put it on there and um, it was doing great, and then when it started to chart, you could see people starting to downvote it, and um, you kind of smell a rat. Then it's like, okay, we get it. You know, everyone wants to be top of the charts, but people should look after each other, and um, and just be honest, you know. And uh, just it's there's more and more now having to, to pay to play. It's it's just it's just rampant, um, and it all comes down to again like the kind of popular the popularity competition on, on the internet. Um, you know how many likes you have, how many followers you have on Spotify, how many people are listening to your music. No one wants to have less than a thousand. it makes you, it makes you know it makes you look like your music isn't getting engaged with. So, the only real way to combat that is to is to kind of try and get on good playlists and spread the music properly. But it's increasingly difficult, of course. Every, you know we have all these wonderful tools now to spread the word, but everyone's got those tools, and um, it leads to kind of insidious. People and getting involved in trying to trying to you know monetize everything trying to make money out of everything you're doing Which is it's frustrating and kind of sad, but it's the way of the world now yeah, and
2: There's always that there's always that middleman isn't now that's trying to earn money from it from bands from You know trying to pay to get onto playlists. There's always that And not, not a lot of bands can afford to get on playlists. So that's another issue in itself really
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely man for sure uh, and it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword for you too, you know. Like I mean, especially for an artist or a band, or if you're running a business or something like that, you know, you 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 have you kind of have to use it and play along with, you know, play the game of it. But at the same time, it's so fucking toxic, man.
1: Yeah, it is 100. it It is. But it's kind of like, it's it hasn't. I suppose it's never really been any different. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we, went, we went to college and studied music back in, in the early 2000s. And uh, we, we met a guy on that course, Simon Scardinelli, who lived and breathed um, being a musician in the 80s. And he was quite successful. And uh, he told us, you know, kind of revealed stuff to us that we, you know, we weren't aware of, like in, in music shops in the window. You know, those bands don't get in, in on, on that display by accident. Their, their record labels have paid for that. Um, and I suppose now in the the current you know climate, where record labels are not as important as they once were for bands to get their music out, I suppose it just it's just down to the band then to start paying that stuff. So I suppose it isn't really any surprise. It's no nothing's really changed, but I suppose the level of which it, it happens now, is, you know, every which way you look, someone's trying to take a couple of quid off you. So um, yeah, it's just the way it is, and you have to roll with it and you know, accept it. I suppose, but. It'd be better if it was, you know, more, more, if more, more, com- more of a community with bands looking after each other, and you know, it, and that, that is happening too. It's just, it's just trying to find the people that, the, you know, the genuine people who are it for the right reasons.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I mean, uh, like, for me doing the PR thing, you know, there's I can't tell you how many uh, different magazines and Spotify people and stuff that I'll send stuff to, and they'll they'll come back with me with the same thing. You know, they're like. Well, if you pay us four hundred uh, dollars, you know we'll put it in the, we'll put it in the magazine, we'll put it on this uh, compilation, we'll put it on this uh, Spotify list. I'm like, fuck, man, you know, yeah. like.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. You know, there's there's a couple of uh, bloggers and magazines on, on Submit Hub that we've we've kind of forged good relationships with there. Um, and then I got I was in touch with one this week who who, who posted us last week. I said, how about reviewing the EP? You know, how about you do a full review? And they sent me an email with a, a price list, <laughs> which is kind of rich. I get it. Everyone's got to survive and they're in the same boat. But it's kind of like, you know, conflict of interest. If I'm paying you to review me, how, how accurate or how truthful is that review going to be? Exactly. You know, it's, it's kind of it's just defeats the object. You know, it's, it's, it's just a silly state of affairs. But again, you know, you yeah. have to roll with it.
0: Thankfully, there is a lot of people out there though that are happy to support for free, and that they'll uh, they'll hook it up, man. I mean, I I I know a lot of them that uh, are very cool, and they they do a good job, just out of the passion yeah. for it, you know.
1: We know we uh we actually met a guy, um Charles, is, is the mind of Little Rage. His podcast is called the Mind of Little Rage. Car- uh, Peter, what's Charles' second name? Um, I can't
2: recall. I can't remember
1: well zach you should check it out and the listeners should check it out um his podcast is called the mind of little rage yeah. um this guy is from texas he's just an honest to goodness metal fan um really trying to help bands out and and just uh, spread the word properly we, we actually appeared on his podcast a couple of months ago um had a blast on there he's, he's a real good example of someone genuine dude real music guy um getting get bands on his, on his show same as yourself Zach. you know um getting people on the platform so they can talk about the music and spread the word so um yeah you should, you should check him out mate, maybe hook up with him yeah man. not not hook up with him sexually of course you know that's up to you. <laughs> yeah.
0: no man yeah i'll, I'll definitely uh I'll definitely look him up and uh see what we can do man but yeah i mean like the whole likes and followers thing on social media it's fucking crazy it reminds me there was a there was a funny interview that i listened to a few years ago with sebastian bach and he was fucking going off about about that very thing because I guess he just released a new record at the time and he was like, you know, he's like, what the fuck, man? I've got like several hundred thousand likes and followers on my Facebook page, my Twitter page. But yet I put out my album the other day and it sold like maybe a couple thousand fucking copies and that's it, you know? And he's like, what the fuck are all these people on here doing, you know? what are they What are they following? What are they liking about it, you know? Like, why aren't they supporting and... And it just makes you think, you know, it's like, yeah, it's a lot of it's just fucking I mean, people just click the like button and they don't really you know what I mean? Like it's not uh it's very easy to just click the like button, click the follow thing and then make somebody think that they have a larger audience than they actually do, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's 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 real fickle. And there's another side of that as well, which we've 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 kinda of tracked it and you can see you can see in in um, in uh, in real time. If you post something on Instagram, um, we've we've noticed now. If you, if you put a video on Instagram, um, it'll it'll reach a lot less people than a photograph will. Um, so, for example, you can look at you can look at the the stats, can't you? When you post something, you can see how many of the accounts who are following you, how many accounts that it goes to. Um, and a photograph will go further. And we found, we, we believe at least that you're you're more likely to put cash into promoting a video Um, than you are a a photograph because of course it is more content and um, you can put more information in there and we've noticed that we'll get a lot less interaction with videos we put on there because Instagram are hoping that you pay, pay pay money to to, to spread words to the people that are already following you, you know we've got something like 1100 followers on Instagram sometimes you look at what you post only goes to 200 accounts so um you know that everyone's actually, everyone's at, it. <laughs> everyone's at it. and even those guys, you know, as if they haven't got enough money as it is, they're um, trying to shake the pound coins out your pocket, turn you upside down, and you know. Anyway, if if nothing else, it's more lyrical content, keeps fueling the fire.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man, yeah, I've I've definitely noticed that about social media. I mean, it's uh, it's all about like what you post on there, and uh, I mean, like you know. And another thing I've noticed, you know, anytime you post any kind of drama or negative, anything negative will g- always get much more reaction than something positive. You know, if you if you get on there and you say that you're glad about, uh, you know, check this out, it's fucking awesome, or this is amazing, or this just happened to me and it's so cool, you know you'll get a few people but they won't really see it that much but if you if you get on there and you're upset about something you're pissed off you're like what the fuck i can't believe this motherfucker you know something like that all of a sudden you you know you've got like fucking 100 something fucking comments on it in a minute you know and it's like it's (laughs) it's crazy man but i guess that's just that's something about society and the way that people react you know yeah
1: yeah it's the human condition, isn't it? It's the same thing as when you look like on TripAdvisor. Um, people are much more likely to leave a bad review, apparently, than they are a good one. So, if you know, this is, I don't know where the stats come from for that, but apparently, that's the case. If you if you have a bad experience, you're more likely to, to write it down. Um, and I suppose social media exposes like a bit of a dark underbelly of human beings that way because, you know, the, the amount of negativity on social media, because people just have got, you know, the License now to say shit. I think with Mike Tyson, say you know, social media gives people license to say shit they'd normally get punched in the face for. Um, and that's 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 the way it is now, isn't it? You can you can you know type something really quite insidious, press the send button, and no one's ever going to know that it was you. And um, it's that's that's another element, really, isn't it, of um, the the negative side of social media,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you can use it for uh, you can use it in a way like you know if you if you uh, like for instance, there's a band that I that I'm friends with called Gravehuffer, and they get a lot of reviews. And they they do a lot of a lot of promotion on social media, and they're all the time posting uh, good reviews and posts about you know they they've been featured in here and there, and they'll get a few likes and comments on it. But uh, it was a couple weeks ago they had a really horrible review on some website. This guy just tore them to shit. And it was funny because they posted it and they were mad about it, but they ended up getting like fucking several hundred comments on it really quick. And it just helped propel the band and get them more uh, exposure. So, you know, it's like, you know, and that's something I tell a lot of people too, you know, if you get a bad review, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Because, I mean, uh, at least it's getting you out there. And sometimes if you can, if you can learn how to use that to your own advantage, you know, it can be a win
1: absolutely yeah it's it's, it's all about the, the, your attitude towards it isn't it like um you know we don't take this shit too seriously you know it's it's about having fun we we love it we're committed to it at the end of the day everyone's got their opinion if people don't like it you know great or good for them they can go into something else you know um we're never going to take a bad review too too seriously and then that's right it's it's good that people are using that stuff and, and and pushing it out there i think that's the way we look at it too we'd be doing something similar to that um and again so even with social media i know it sounds like we're really really down on it ultimately if it wasn't for social media we wouldn't be talking to you now um <laughs> so it's, it's a wonderful wonderful time to be making music and putting your art out there um but of course you know you know metal music and heavy music is always kind of lifting the shadows hasn't it and uh, talked about the darkness so um we, we, that's that's what we're doing i suppose with, with our take on some of this stuff
0: oh yeah I got another question for you from the listeners. Uh, I guess they're hearing some birds and monkeys in the background or something. They want to know how many pets do you have?
1: Maybe that person's <laughs> taking magic mushrooms, Zach.
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> Drugs are those guys on. I think maybe it's just this creaky table. It's 4 a.m. here, wait, is it 20 past four or something? It's, this place is deathly silent. Um, every move is a squeak. In fact, that does sound like a monkey, doesn't it? Yeah, I just heard something then. this house is haunted by the ghosts of spider monkeys (laughs) Uh, no no pets just just two just two small children asleep
0: right on man well uh what's coming up next for you guys do you have any what what kind of plans do you have for the future
1: do you want to take that one pete
2: um well we're working on a few more tunes, aren't we? But I think the main aim now, as soon as this COVID thing dies down a little bit, is to start gigging big time and start starting let you know start start getting these tunes out from the EP, showing people what we can do on stage. Um, I think that's the main aim.
1: Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, we've um, we've been really really champing at the bit to take this stuff live for a long time. The first EP, um, we've got we've got five other tracks which are you know. We, we we believe in equally and they're going to be a lot of fun to play live. It's high-octane stuff um, and we just really want to get out there and, and and look people in the eye, you know, get people together again. You know, human beings are supposed to be together dancing. You know, it's, it's, it's something that we need to do. So so for us, the minute we get an opportunity to go and take this stuff live, we're, we're going to be looking to do it. Uh, we just start in the UK. We'll start, you know, playing shows in the UK and we'll see where it takes us. Um, so that, that's really the next step. We might we might put a couple of tunes out again early next year. Like Pete said, we're working on a couple of a uh, couple of other things. Um, and and again, if you if you listen to the first record compared to the second record, second one's a bit more collaborative, a bit more progressive, and that's because you know every, everyone's had a, had a chunk of the writing on this one to some degree. Um, so so yeah, we want to just con- con- continue developing our sound but playing live is absolutely the, the top of the list.
0: Hell yeah all right well uh for people out there listening where can they go to uh, find more information about you guys get some merch and support the band
1: yeah so you can check us on instagram um the shitehawks instagram facebook the same uh shitehawks at twitter and all all the usual social media we're all over that youtube um a lot of our our output is on is on instagram and facebook so if you want to head to that head over to there. You can check out all the all the manner of tom fall we we get up to in the studio and um and so some of the really good people we're working with uh, we're working with a guy called tom wagstaff who does our videos a lot of the content or we've got some content from him on, on on our on our socials he's a really talented dude he, he really brings our stuff to life with the visuals so you'll see some of his stuff uh nikki nikki honey who we used to play in a band with she does our artwork we post a lot of her stuff on there as well so um, yeah check out, check out the socials for us and you, you'll see not only us but some of, the, some of the really good people we're working with from Birmingham too people that we've been friends with a long time and you know people that we really, we really admire and, and, and respect and we're really thankful we've got their, their input into our our, our output
0: Oh yeah alright well I'm about out of questions for you guys is there anything else you want to let your fans know
1: we miss you man yeah. Um, we can't wait to meet you and play live for you and have the crack, have a few beers. Hell yeah, man! That's the that's the three fans we've got. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> no, it's more than that, man. I'm sure. All right. Well, before I let you guys go, can I get you to make us a station tag real quick?
1: Absolutely. All right. Um,
0: Whenever you're okay. ready, uh, say something like, this is the Shite Hawks, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio.
1: Okay. Okay. Do you want to go the three, Pete? This is the Shite Hawks, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio, yeah?
2: Yeah. One, okay.
1: two. two, three. This is the so, Shite, Shite Hawks, Hawks, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. <laughs> Radio. <laughs> <laughs> an
0: Watch,
2: echo. It go. Watch it go.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us. I know it's fucking late over there, man, so uh, we really appreciate it and uh, hope to see you guys around soon, man.
1: Absolutely, Zach. Thanks ever so much for having us, man. It's been it's been a lot of fun talking to you in this uh, early hour of the morning, man. So uh, take it easy, man. Take care. Anytime. Yeah, cheers. cheers, Zach.
0: Anytime, talk man. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to blast some more of the shite hawks for these motherfuckers so they can go crazy, yeah. right? All, All right. All right, dude. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Cheers. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. There you have it, folks. The Shit Hawks live on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation Motherfucking Radio. Like I said earlier, you better put your speakers in your windows, put them in your front lawns, put them in your neighbor's driveway. I don't give a fuck where you put them. Put them somewhere where people are gonna hear it and blast it fucking loud. This is the Shit Hawks phoned in excuses. And you better, see, that's exactly, man. Don't give me no fucking excuses for not jamming this shit loud, dude. Seriously, man. You gotta blast it loud. You got to.